Imagine you own a business. You know your expenses and profits and how that end dollar figure on the balance sheet provides for you and your family. But to run your business, you need energy. And unfortunately, your options are limited. The energy you rely on may come with uncertain price changes or even worse, may not be available at all. And that uncertainty can impact the balance sheet. Well, for one area of rural Alabama, this was life for a group of farmers who needed help and needed natural gas to stop that uncertainty. And they got that help from Spire. Hello and welcome to this, the first episode of the Beyond the Boots podcast. I'm your host, Jason Merrill. Today, we're talking to Rick Moran. Rick is a business development representative for Spire working in Alabama, and he'll tell us how natural gas is transforming the town of Ranburn and the very specific role energy plays in the poultry farming industry. But first, it's our values moment, our opportunity to talk about our values of safety, inclusion, and integrity. As we talk about integrity, it's all about what's doing right for customers. As we've seen across our industry, many customers are seeing higher bills due to last February's polar vortex and the overall natural gas market. For some customers, these increases can have a bigger impact, and that's where folks like our next guest come in to help. Gail Cruz is with our community services team working out of Birmingham. Gail, thank you for joining us. Thanks so much for having me on the podcast today. Well, Gail, you talk directly with our customers. What are you hearing right now? Right now, I'm hearing from customers who are facing life challenges, uh, such as reduced work hours, childcare issues, and increased household costs for necessities for things like food and housing. These customers are struggling to pay their energy bills. Well, for those who are struggling, uh, what kind of programs is Spire able to offer? Spire has several programs designed to help those who need it most. We have our Dollar Help program, which provides grants to income qualified customers struggling to pay their heating bills. This is a special program because all of the funds are contributed by Spire customers or employees who have signed up to give each month. Uh, We also have a budget billing program. This program allows customers to spread their natural gas costs over 12 months. This program helps customers keep their budget on track, even when the temperatures dip. And I'll mention one last program, which is Alabama and Gulf specific. It's our uh, Supplemental Security Income Waiver Program. So this program allows customers who receive Supplemental Security Income to waive the monthly uh, customer fee. In Alabama, that's a savings of $7.98 per month. And for Gulf Coast customers, that's a savings of $12.48 per month. So these savings do add up for individuals who are on a fixed income. Well, when we talk about integrity and doing what's right, uh, you know, providing this type of support for our customers is important. What kind of feedback do you get from them? Well, I work with a lot of customers who are in stressful life situations when we do um, meet them at times. So being respectful and helpful are always my main goals um, during interaction with them. Um, I hear a lot of thank yous. I hear a lot of thank you so much for this information. Uh, We get a lot of kudos um, for Spire and all the programs that we are able to offer to the communities that we serve. Okay, well, Gail. Thank you for all you do. We appreciate the time and appreciate you joining us here on the podcast. 
Thanks so much for having me. As we said earlier, Spire is making a difference in the lives of those working in a pretty specialized business, poultry farming. Now, for those unfamiliar with how chickens are raised, farmers need a significant amount of energy to keep chickens warm as they grow. For many farmers, they're dependent on forms of energy that don't have the reliability of natural gas. So over the past couple of years, Spires worked with state public service commissions to expand services into new areas. In Missouri, many farms have signed on as Spire customers. And right now, our next guest is on point with an expansion project that just began serving customers in Ranburn, Alabama. This is significant as, according to the Alabama Poultry and Egg Association, the poultry industry accounts for 66% of all agricultural revenues in Alabama. So to talk with us more is Rick Moran, Spire Business Development Representative in Anniston. Rick, thank you for joining us. Thank you for having me today. I appreciate it. Well, Rick, before we get started, how long have you been part of the Spire family? I've been with the company approximately 36 years. Okay. Have you been doing the same role the whole time? Um, what, how has that 36 years been broken out? Well, I actually started in operations and I spent approximately 20, 25 years in operations. And then I transitioned over into uh, residential sales and I've been in commercial sales for the last five or six years. Gotcha. Well, part of those commercial sales um, is what we're focused on today and talking about these poultry farmers. And uh, talk a bit about the project that you've been working on in Alabama. Well, to tell the whole story, I guess I'd have to drop back to 2014. Uh, That was the first time I had ever heard about a poultry project in Ranburn, Alabama, which I really wasn't even familiar with where that was. But in 2014, uh, several of my co-workers and I Spent several days in Ramburn driving that community in that area, talking to poultry growers, walking and talking with them. But one of the things we learned was a big hurdle that we were going to have from the very beginning was the fact that we didn't have any natural gas in the area. Uh, In fact, our closest gas was probably 12 to 15 miles away. But it was, it was, uh, I mean, it was literally gut wrenching to go down there propane prices were through the roof and we go down there and we drive and we talk and we walk for two or three days meeting all these these houses are just scattered all over the you know the 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 county and they have this fire station which is where they have their community meetings for whatever and so we we show up at the fire station like the third day and the wives were there and they had cooked this they'd cooked covered dishes from home and I'm out back uh, with some of the other growers and community people, and we're cooking hamburgers, and we're going to take hamburgers inside, and we're going to sit around with the, all these community people and eat. And this, uh, and he and I are real good friends now. His name's Matt Crossan. He's probably 75 years old, but Matt, Matt looks at me. He said, Rick, he said, you look like you've been doing this a long time. I said, I have. He said, do you think there's any way this project's going to work? And I said, I don't. And I mean, I just felt, I just felt terrible. I mean, here they had cooked and they think they were about to get gas. And 
And the huge hurdle that we had to overcome was that we didn't have any gas there. I mean, we knew there was a transportation line, but we we knew that it would be roughly a million dollars to tap that line. And it was, I felt terrible um, because I just, you know, it's not a good feeling when a lot of people are looking at you thinking they're going to get real good news and they're not. But while you felt there were setbacks with accessing gas for these customers in 2014, things turned around. What happened next? Last year, I was made aware that we were going to move forward on this project and come back and, and start working on it. And so I was already familiar with the area and some of the growers. So uh, we started back up those conversations and things moved very quickly. Uh, began the process of building a border station. And then we extended High Pressure Main down County Road 49 South toward Ramburn in the first phase to pick up four poultry farms, uh, which we have successfully converted two of those to date. And we're working on the other two. And there's probably 20 to 25 residential customers on that route also that we're we're hoping to serve. Where is Ranburn in conjunction to the uh, Birmingham and, and where does it lie in the state? Well, if you were to leave Birmingham on I-20 headed east toward Atlanta, our, our system pretty much ends in Heflin. But if you were to go two more exits past Heflin, the town of Ranburn is probably only three or four miles from the Georgia line. So we're, we're very close to Georgia. For a lot of us who are new to poultry farming, you know, um, I've seen some photos of of the setups that these farmers have, and it's not what I would have expected. And can you talk about how these farms are set up uh, with these large buildings and and how the energy is needed um, and natural gas is needed to to raise these chickens? Sure, uh, that that's a good good question, good point too. Um, well. I felt like I was somewhat knowledgeable of the poultry business uh, until I started this project, but uh, I almost feel like a poultry grower uh, at this point. So um, the farms that we're working on in this first phase, uh, the houses are 40 feet wide and 500 feet long. There's there's two integrators in this part of the state, uh, Cooks, which most people are familiar with, and also Pilgrims. They grow different size birds. Uh, they have different growth schedules. The birds come in at one day old. Uh, and, and these houses are set up on propane currently, but we ran, ran gas into there to the houses. Each one of the houses has 24 brooders. And a brooder is a heater that is in the ceiling but can lower down. Uh, and our mechanics have gone in and basically converted the orifices in the brooders so that they will operate off natural gas versus the propane. Okay, so what is that process then in converting it from these brooders you're talking about from propane to natural gas? It's got to be the timing of that has to be done in a certain way. It's my understanding. How, how does that work for each farmer? Well, as, as I mentioned before, some of the some of the farms grow four pound birds. Some of the farms grow nine pound birds. So obviously the growth cycle is different. And that's and that's probably one of the most important parts of the conversion uh, as far as 
Uh, some of the birds grow for five weeks, some grow for nine weeks, uh, and, we, and we'll have a window of when the flocks are picked up that could be anywhere from 10 to 15, 16 days. So you're trying to, ju- and it's, it's not ever exact. It's, it's, um, uh, you have to remember that these, these growers, they simply grow the birds for the integrators. They don't, they don't own the birds. So the integrators contact them and say, we're bringing the birds on this day. We're looking at a five and a half, or it could be an eight week cycle. And then we're going to pick up the birds. So we have to schedule getting our mechanics scheduled, materials ready to go. And they have that window of opportunity to come in and basically get in the houses, lower down the brooders, convert the orifices, sometimes replace valves. And that's where doing a pre-inspection comes in. It's very important where... We get into the house. We can never go in the houses when the birds are there. So we have to maybe go the cycle before when we have a window of opportunity to get into the houses, look at the equipment, determine what's needed so that when we get the call that says my flock is going to be gone on this day, that we're ready to go. And we get in there and and, uh, the mechanics do an outstanding job of, of getting those brooders converted. So the mechanics, they get in there, they, they, they get the brooders connected. What's the temperature that it has to be in there? And that, that kind of explains why this natural gas situation is so important to them. That's correct. Uh, when they first get the birds in, as I mentioned, they're one day old. Uh, so you can imagine just the tiniest, tiniest of a chick. Uh, and, they, and there'll be 30,000 birds in that, in that one house. So they try to get the temperature up around 92, 94 degrees when they first get the birds. And as the birds mature and get bigger, then obviously they generate more body heat and they'll eventually uh, bring that heat back over the growth cycle to probably in the low 70s. So very important, uh, especially when they first get the birds, uh, to have that temperature right. If I'm hearing 92 to 94 degrees in a 500-foot-long building, that's using a lot of natural gas. Absolutely. I had the opportunity to hear from one of the farmers you've worked with named Eric Lavorn, and one word he consistently kept using when he was talking about natural gas was that it provided stability. Let's listen to what Eric had to say. Having the ability now to, to work with guys here at Spire and knowing that I've got gas tapped into my farm and seeing the record of natural gas over the years without that major price fluctuation is, is a difference maker to me. It's a difference maker for my family. So how does that natural gas provide him the stability he didn't have before? Poultry farmers um, are extremely good business people. Uh, they understand the business as well as anyone I've ever met. A lot of people don't understand that, but these growers, uh, this is their livelihood of what they do. Propane is not regulated. The price of propane is not regulated. Now, the growers are typically on a contract, but they also understand that under extreme weather conditions, that contract may not be valid. Uh, And Eric likes to, to use the example of Uh, The storm years ago where they had the snow and the ice, uh, it was difficult to get the fuel, but the price can fluctuate substantially. It could could fluctuate 100%. 
So he knew as a businessman that he had to get for budgeting purposes, he had to find an alternate fuel that was stable. Uh, he understands that our prices can fluctuate, but it's always very, very small one way or the other. Propane could be a dollar a gallon and un under uh, in, in a bad storm, it could jump to $2.50 a gallon. So you can't, you can't operate any business uh, under those circumstances. So that's what he means by stability is knowing, understanding our rate structure and knowing that he can budget based on that. Tell us a bit more about Eric's ice storm example. I think it was with his dad, who's a poultry grower too, uh, not, that, not there, but another community where the propane guy called and said, ice roads are iced up. I'm not going to be able to get you uh, propane. And he said, I'm down to 5% in my tanks. He said, you're going, you're going to get me propane. So they had to hook a truck to that propane truck and pull it down there. But, you know, that's another part I didn't talk about was they don't have to go out there when it's super cold. I mean, we don't get a lot of snow. We get some cold weather, but occasionally we'll get a snow, but they don't have to go and uh, wake up at four o'clock in the morning and be sure they've got enough propane in their tanks and they don't have to be as concerned about, you know, cross-contamination is a huge issue with with growers and that's something implemented by the uh, integrators that they don't want they don't want uh, people on the farms. That's the reason they have signs out there saying do not enter. Uh, they're, con they're concerned about contaminating uh, people going around the houses when the birds are there. But that's another reason they like the, the natural gas is that, you know, we can read the meters from the road. We don't have to go on the property. The ones that have converted, their minds are at ease. Uh, once they've seen those brooders converted and they're burning and they're burning correctly, they're like, hey, I made a good decision. So that's 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 what I like to see. So aside from Eric, what has the feedback been from other farmers? It's been very positive. Um, there are there's a little bit of skepticism among some of them. Uh, it's it's primarily because they're not familiar with Spire. They're not familiar as familiar with natural gas. Uh, they've always used propane. Uh, so they're a little bit skeptical that that we can do what we say we're going to do and we can deliver our product to them. But uh, I think overall it's been very positive. One of the growers put on Instagram a, a picture of the brooder burning inside the house. And I think the caption said, preheating to 92 degrees before I bring in my flock or something. So, you know, that's good. That's good. Uh, good information to have out. That's great, Rick. What, what are the next steps for this expansion project? Our next phase is to continue south about four miles, I think. Uh, our plans are to pick up four more farms, maybe a church or two, a store, and there's also a hatchery uh, in that area. That will get us close to, to the town of Ramburn, and I think the uh, assuming we get the approval for the third phase, we'll move into the town of Ramburn. We we tentatively have a five-year plan uh, on this project. So it's not just you know, the farmers who are excited. Um, when the, the, the groundbreaking was held um, in Alabama and you were there, 
know, the head of the Alabama Public Service Commission's there. There's state re- state representatives there that came by to be part of it. So, how is this impacting the overall community? It's not just the farmers. There's a lot of excitement elsewhere in the community as well, right? That's very true. It's the first time in my 36 years I've been a part of a project like this where we've we've basically started from scratch. I mean, there was there was nothing there, and and we've just like I said, we've made some mistakes. Uh, it, it, it hasn't gone as smoothly or as quickly as we wanted, but we've pulled it together. We got gas down there, and we got houses burning on gas. So, I mean, it's a, I think about Spire's mission statement, which is to answer every challenge, advance every community, enrich every life through the strength of our energy. I can't think of a better example of that than what we've done in Ramburn. We we came into a community that didn't know anything about us. We had a challenge. We didn't have a source of gas. We built a border station. We've brought a new source of energy to the community. I, I just think that's a great example of that. Rick, thank you for joining us. We appreciate the time. Thank you, Jason. Appreciate you having me. Until next time, stay safe and be sure to tune in to the next episode of the Beyond the Boots podcast. 